Voices of Lord Omar Chapter 3 The Music Omar avoided looking at the oracle as he hurried out and around the limo to open his boss's door. He could feel the eyes of the oracle on his face daring him or trying to woo him to look at her. He wanted no part in that temptation. What little he knew about his future from early on as a child had gotten him into a lot more pain and trouble in life. He did survive into his 20s, but it wasn't for lack of trying to become normal or stay sane. Omar's mind and moral code hadn't fared well, though. Omar had two main talents. These two talents were the things that helped keep him together and help him to survive to this point. A good memory and a deadly tongue were his finest gifts that were passed down to him from his parents on both sides of his family. His talents came naturally to him. They were both ingrained in his blood and taught to him and nurtured by his father and mother for survival sense. is what helped keep him going and alive and always remembering and being thankful for the parents that helped shape him and mold him and keep him alive, even though it didn't fare well for both of his parents. He had lost his mind once and made a few people suffer because of his brief stint with Dancing with Evil, testing his hand at it. Omar's mind flashed back to seeing a male warrior stab himself in the chest with a dagger rather than be turned into a slave warrior by the Dark Stone Brotherhood. Omar realized in that moment the power of his own tongue and his own means of persuading others to do things was too deadly to be played with. He had used that poor warrior as a means of getting him and others out of the clutches of the Dark Stone Witch's controls. It used his confidence game on him to recruit him into helping him distract the other witches while he worked to unbind the spells that were put on him and the others children that were held captive by them so that they could escape. The poor, stupid warrior had even worked to sacrifice his own life so that he and the others could get away. And he did it fully knowing that Omar had betrayed him and used him. It had not been a shining moment in Omar's character. It had nearly destroyed him. Look at you. That's a nice suit, Lord Omar. Whoever gave it to you has got great taste, the oracle said in a western voice, in a lilt to her voice. The oracle's comments and whistle afterward had him blushing and looking at his reflection in the car window. He stared at his linen white suit and white vest he had gotten it for his birthday recently through a care package from Kinsey. It had been a perfect fit, down to the length of his pants, 
and jacket sleeves and made him honored and surprised at her gift and devotion. He almost didn't want to wear the suit because of the work and the time he knew she had put into it. She had done it, though, because he had mentioned once in his letters to her how he was working hard to afford a nice suit so that he could impress future clients and garner more support. Edward knocked on the window, reminding Omar he was still on the clock. Omar opened the door quickly, standing aside as Edward pushed his way past him. Edward was wearing a western region outfit, black jeans, white business shirt, and a large driven-life cowboy hat. He gave her a charming, almost magical grin, even though he looked like a fool. Sally, you look as beautiful as always. Let's talk business. He said, adding charisma and 50% charm to his voice and appearance. The oracle giggled at his handsome face and charming ways. Armar wanted to throw up. He rolled his eyes at the whole scene. But then to his surprise, the oracle pointed at Omar. I want to talk with Lord Omar for a few minutes. Wait in the car, Edward. I will look over your little notes and give you my advice in writing. Come along, Lord Omar. We have much to discuss. The oracle then turned and started walking toward her open house. Edward turned to him suddenly, shoving his suitcase into Omar's hands. He glared at him. Don't ask for anything. Don't tell her anything to distract her away from the firm's business. Whatever she has to tell you, you will then relay to the firm in writing afterwards. Do you understand me? Omar saw the jealousy in the old man's eyes and the lines under his silver blue eyes that told about how much constraint he had on his open rage and anger and animosity towards Omar. The man radiated feelings of hate, humiliation, and jealousy, too much negative emotions yet hidden from Omar, but now were revealed in this moment. Omar knew those kind of feelings didn't remain hidden for long. Sooner or later, they would explode. Omar realized his man would cut his throat eventually if he became a competition to him. Omar had been wrong. This man was more dangerous than he thought. Omar smiled as he heard the sound of the music playing in his head. It was a slow beat of a drum that was leading into a guitar rift. The game was on. What are you so nervous about? I thought you saw your mistress before you left for your trip. Edward went motionless. What are you talking about? I don't have a mistress. Omar laughed softly. <laughs> sure you do, sure you do. A nice young lady. But she doesn't know about your mean wi witch wife, does she? You know, you should really think about your wife's feelings more. And you know, she isn't a sharing kind of lady. 
Maybe you should think about dumping that young lady before she finds out about your wife and how old you really are, boss. Hey, boss, you're looking kind of pale. Maybe you should sit down in the car and wait for me to visit with the nice oracle lady. I'll be keeping the keys with me, though, so you don't have to worry about driving back to the airport all by your lonesome. I won't be long, Omar said as he turned and headed toward the house, triumphant.